Welcome to, to AfroSaya. AfroSaya. Pam param pam pam pa pa. Hey, hello, hello, hello. What's up, Sacramento? Hello, everybody. Welcome to AfroSaya. I can't believe, I can't believe we're in fall. This is crazy. Oh my God. The year is going super fast. I, however, love, 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 love this season. This is the time where I can smell cinnamon or canela Mm-mm-mm. everywhere. And it gets a little cold out there, so it's it's the perfect season. I also like this season because we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, New Year's, New Year's and... Wait, my sisters, they celebrate their birthdays in November. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and my nephew, my nephew, he celebrates in uh, October. So his birthday, clever, clever Sian. Oh, my Lord. This is crazy because time is going super fast. Last time we, like, talked, it was when? September? <laughs> um, also, my best friend from, like, elementary school celebrates his birthday. Oh, my God. All the way to Bolivia. So... Happy birthday to all my friends, family, and everybody who's listening to the podcast, and I forgot to congratulate you, so congratulations, happy birthday, everybody, I love you, I love you, I love you so much, and I hope you have a good time, I mean, you know, this is the perfect time to celebrate birthdays and everything, (laughs) it's also like the end of the year, so I can remember things now. All right, so for these past months, we have we have been a little quiet, but we're working. We've been quiet, but we've been working. Uh, we have a lot of things we want to share with all of you. Um, yeah, we've been working, as I said. I mean, um, we've been busy. Uh, we were trying to plan what to bring to the podcast, and we want to bring new conversation. Um, I'm super happy that, for instance, this past September, the Afro-Bolivian community celebrated the Afro-Bolivian Day, which is a law, <laughs> believe it or not. And as you know, I've been advocating for that day since, I mean, I had my podcast, but it was way too early too. Um, I had on my website, if you want to visit, it's afrodescendants.wordpress.com, afrodescendants.wordpress.com. Uh, if you want to check it out, it it's still there. It's in Espanol, and it's all about the Afro-Bolivian community. It is a very good resource. Resourceful? <laughs> okay. It is a website that helps a lot of people to understand about the Afro-Bolivian community, which I think it's great. So I feel like I've done something really, really good. And I have put a lot of years into that. So if you had a chance to visit, uh, the one thing you could do is share with others. I don't get anything from that website, but personal satisfaction, like... I studied something like communications and I wanted to write and I wanted people to read my writings. So it's up there. So if you get a chance and you read, oh my God, you are definitely supporting me on that way. So please go afrodescendants.wordpress.com. Okay. 
Um, this year, this year, on regards of the Afro-Bolivian Day, we decided to become a spectators. What it means that? Yes, that's right. We decided to be a spectators, but we wanted to know what's going on with the Afro-Bolivian community and what kind of events they were organizing. So we heard great things. Uh, and that's when we decided to become a spectator. So we wanted to know what they are doing and we want to kind of like support them. Um, and also, yeah, just, you know, let them be too. Um, I remember doing something like uh, videos, asking people to send videos and tell us why they feel proud to be Afro-Bolivians. Uh, one year, another year, we also share uh, what's to be Afro-Bolivian, what makes you Afro-Bolivian. Uh, one year we share about what is the identity of Afro-Bolivian. So we've been doing a lot of things, but this year, really, really, we decided to just look around, I mean, see what's going on and see how much impact it will have this event coming from inside Bolivia, rather like we coming from outside and trying to do something. So we feel great. We feel great. So congratulations to Martin Ballivian, a great friend, cousin, brother, hermano. So Martin, we hear great things. We know you publish a book. So congratulations. Also, my friend, Maria Teresa Zavala, you guys know her. She's been in the show many times. She's been talking about us. Um, so she decided to organize a fashion runway show. And it was amazing. I saw a couple of pictures on Facebook. She's been sharing with everybody on Instagram. So, Maria Teresa, oh my God, felicidades. Muy bien. So, she was all into that. She was telling me way, way early that she wanted to do something like that like around February or something. And I mean, it's a lot of work that you have to put it on. So congratulations, Maria Teresa. We want to know how did everything end up and what's your future projects now? So so I'm going to bring her, okay? I'm going to bring her, so don't worry about it. So congratulations again. Um, and all the great things that are happening back there in Bolivia. So, you know, black people in Bolivia are also part of different events and areas. But we always tend to talk about politics or poverty that are related to Afro-Bolivians. But it is important to talk about other topics. Afro-Bolivians are also intellectuals. Like the publication of this book speaks about who we also are. Uh, we're also in fashion, like Maria Teresa. She's doing fashion, uh, moda, and everything. So I think that was a good time to show this, especially now that everything is so politically and politicized. I think it's important to bring something different. So, yeah, there was a couple of shows, like concerts going on. Um, there's always the music, you know, the Afro-Bolivian Saya. Saya music is that thing. So, yeah, uh, that's on the bright and positive side. But also, I want to talk about, on the other hand, about we Afro-Bolivians lost a beautiful warrior woman. She fought for the Afro-Bolivian identity and recognition. And I'm talking about Martina Vallivian. Uh, so we all call, as I said, we when you're younger and you uh, met an elder person or older than you, you call tias, tios, like uncles and aunts. So I want to give like 10 seconds of silence in the show to recognize you and... Um, 
you know, she passed away a couple of weeks ago and it was very sad. It was very sad. And my thoughts and prayers are with the family and everyone who knows her. So let's get 10 seconds uh, silence, please. Okay, so today in the show, we will be talking about immigration and how important we are. But first, let's listen a little bit of Saya music. And I have this awesome song. But when we come back, we will be sharing, I will be sharing an interview that I have with a friend, Ivan Iturriaga. He is an executive producer of the North Pole. Uh, it's a comedy YouTube sensation show. If you haven't heard about it, this is the perfect time for you to learn and know. All right, here comes Saya Music. Okay, so if you don't know who is singing this song, oh my God, Tia Susana Zavala, que poderosa voz, oh my God, her voice is so powerful, like Tia, Tia, oh my God, I love you, Tia. All right, so today, as I said earlier, we're going to talk about we, immigrantes, los immigrantes, somos importantes, los immigrantes, somos importantes. Yes, we are. And today, today we're going to be talking about that. So, I don't want to give you much of the information about what we're going to be talking about, but let me tell you, um... So we found this awesome show on YouTube, which is called The North Pole. And let me tell you, I mean, there is just a little phrase that I'm going to say, and then we're going to go to the interview. But in this moment of racist, xenophobic, racist violence and climate chaos, we need stories like The North Pole more than ever. Bold, brown, let me tell you again, brown, unapologetic, and yes, hilarious. So today I had a chance to talk to Ivan Iturriaga, one of the creators of this show. Here he comes, a beautiful and amazing fun interview. Go ahead. 
Hey, Afrosaya amigos y amigas, here I am with Ivan Iturriaga. He is director and producer of the fantastic show, The North Pole. Ivan, welcome to Afrosaya. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, we wanted to know more about The North Pole that you are actually uh, producing and you are directing this. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, well, it's a, it's a show that we put on on YouTube. It's fiercely independent. It's our mm -hmm. second season, um, seven episodes all around. 10 to 13 minutes on average, and uh, it takes place, it's, it's about four friends living in North Oakland, which is the neighborhood I live in, and they're battling the issues of our times, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, second season is a lot, uh, the main character is Benny, mm -hmm. who is faced with a uh, pending deportation. Time's up, Ramirez. There's nowhere left to run. Some good news and I have some bad news. I never know which one to ask for first. Good news. You're going home. So I'm not gonna be deported? Whoa. Welcome home, bro. You're our friend. We're not gonna let you just get snatched away. Forget the codes and procedures. Be creative. Penny Ramirez. Will you marry me? If I was gonna fake marry someone for papers, you definitely would be in my top five. I hate to say it, but we need to think like Trump. That's it. There's no better way to take control of the story than pretending to be a politician. I could run for sheriff. Oh, I'm campaign manager. First, we gotta make people fall in love with you, the person. Do we really need a campaign profile on Tinder? It's called meeting the people where they're at. Get them thirsty for justice. Let's inspire that thirst. Give me that thirst. Give me that thirst. What's up with this food, man? That's it? Chris, what a link sap. Man, I've been vegan for like four months, and that shit is exuberant. Man, look at this. Look what you eat right here. Bro, what is that? What is that, bro? How you pronounce that? Libo fly bomb. Exuberant. If we're gonna get our message out, we gotta spread the word. I'm currently under threat of deportation, an order that was co-signed by my opponent right here. You don't want to get messed up with this sanctuary mumbo-jumbo. The law is the law, son. <laughs> We're all just looking for the right place to call home. And I found my real sanctuary. It's where no one gets evicted and no one gets deported. And we realize as a people that the only way to survive is by taking care of one another. Mushrooms are the single most sophisticated organism on the planet. Some are more magic than others. To the medicine. What did you say? This was a little piece of the trial of the uh, new season that you can actually go. In the last part, it's like the guy's looking at a plant, like a flower, and says, what did you say? That's kind of like, you know, the story. But I encourage you to go back and check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called The North Pole. But there is more on the conversation. You want to hear more about Ivan? Let's continue with our interview. Wow. Yeah, the, the the topic that you guys are covering is amazing. I really, really like. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, this is what we need and should be streaming, you know, in, in national television. But I completely understand the independence of working and having on you too. So, I mean, it's, you know, you're reaching more audience probably than national television. Um Ivan, I'm curious about your previous work. You produced some work that it was uh, Mexico. It was called The Storm That Swipe Mexico. I don't know if you can tell us a little yeah. bit more about it. Sure. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's a documentary. It's a two-hour documentary. Um, came out on PBS. It's very historical, and it was amazing mm-hmm. to just dive into that history. It starts, you know, the Mexican Revolution took place and started in 1910. Mm-hmm. And there's really, nobody really says there's an end date for it, but the documentary goes all the way to the present, in a way, and it dives into all these different changes in regime. The U.S. involvement, obviously, with everything that happened, different characters like Pancho Villa and Zapata that everybody knows, but way, way more. Also, how art uh, was part of these movements. And in the early times, there was grabados that were used by Posada and different people, and there's some great stories about that. And then all the way to, like, you know, Diego Rivera and Frida and Chiqueiros and all these different people that were using art to be part and to inspire movements. And it's, uh, I invite everybody actually to watch. I think we need to watch and know history mm-hmm. to understand our present. Yeah. And it does a, a great job, this documentary, to kind of understand the relationship that Mexico and the U.S. have today. You can understand immigration from a different perspective a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Is it available uh, directly to the website, the PBS, or is it also available like... Uh YouTube, where people can find it. Oh, hey, to be honest, I haven't checked in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's been a while since that came out. I mean, you can. There's a link probably on my. There is one on my website, mm-hmm. but um, I also have seen a bootleg version on YouTube. So I'm okay with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Google the, the, <laughs> the show, and you can watch it. Exactly. Bootleg, no problem. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the uh, September is the Latino Hispanic National Month. And actually, I've been streaming a few videos from PBS that talks about our identity and Latinos here in the United States and overseas. So definitely something that I will recommend to uh, other listeners uh, on Afrosaya to listen to that. Um Well, I'm actually really curious about the topic that we're talking about today, the North Pole. And I wanted to ask you, Ivan, like why the name and what represents the name that you choose for the, for the doc, for this comedy uh, show? Yeah. Good question. So in season one, we explained this a little bit better and, um, it's the nickname that my neighborhood had especially when I was growing up here. So in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I was in high school, everywhere around me and in hip-hop music, um, people were referring to this neighborhood as the North Pole. So North Oakland has kind of its own unique character as opposed to other parts of Oakland. We're right next to Berkeley, across from San Francisco. So it's kind of like at the middle of all these different cities and spaces. And um, so locals and my friends, I had just got to the U.S. I got here in 95. I was learning English, but mm-hmm. everybody was calling themselves polar bears. <laughs> and so I was like, cool. And so when we, you know, fast forward, we're me, Josh Healy and Darren Colston are getting together and we're like deciding to make a show that talks about gentrification, talks about the changes, talks about our community and talks about climate change. Like we wanted to address this whole world and not just. You know, a lot of times people focus on just one issue, right? Right, right? And we don't think that's realistic. So we wanted to create a show that kind of addressed the intersection of all these things and identity and everything. So in, in trying to make connections, we realized that it's super interesting that in the same way that because of climate change, polar bears are being pushed out of the actual North Pole. Mm-hmm. So are these local polar bears here in Oakland being pushed out because of gentrification? 
Right. So it's a show up about us as species trying to stay at home, right? The mm-hmm. show is a lot about home. And that's the metaphor. The metaphor is that a lot of polar bears are being pushed out. And, you know, we have an actual polar bear in the show that appears. It's kind of like this magical realism. Mm-hmm. Um, every time our main character, Nina, is kind of, might make a decision that's not the right one. This polar bear kind of leads her in the right way. Mm-hmm. He also kind of fights deep. But yeah, that's the main metaphor. That's the why we call it the show The North Pole. It's about this neighborhood. Wow, wow. Thank you so much. I feel like we're super privileged to hear directly from you these uh, words that, you know, I describe in the North, and it's exactly what we were talking to. We focus about, yeah, immigrations, and it seems to be many, many times that when we talk about Latinos, it's, it's connected with illegal immigrants or undocumented. But what about other issues yeah. that like climate change or environment? Yeah. So this is right. a perfect way to really switch the conversation, but also continue yeah. talking about the partitions because Benny, the main character, talks about that. Like he's, yeah, we don't want to give too much away because people have to go and watch <laughs> the first episode, the first season actually. And you're running the second season this time. And tell us about it. Like how, how's been the reaction and great things are coming for sure. So tell us a little bit more. Sure. Um, the reaction has been great. I mean, we showed it at a full de- uh, show in Oakland at the Grand Lake Theater, which is our local big theater here, which is super exciting for me to show it there. Um, it was great to have my, I have a friend from high school who's an inspiration for the character of Benny, who shares the same kind of situation and uh, storyline. And so it was great to have him there and see his story represented um, and just have the whole community, you know. And then mm-hmm. we showed it in L.A. too at the TAA headquarters. And then there were screenings all over the country in a bunch of different cities. I was at one in Phoenix. And, yeah, people react right. really right. well, even if sometimes people have different cultural connections, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They feel that there's something for everybody. And. The combination, what most people highlight is the combination that, that we work with of talking about really serious issues, but with a lot of comedy. Yeah. And yeah. at first, it kind of might not make sense. How can we talk about deportation with a sense of humor? But it has to do a lot with our culture, I feel like. Mm. You know, I'm from Chile, and I grew up around folks that were exiles and really like heavy traumatic past, but mm. humor was always a part of how we dealt with things and how we kept on living, you know, how we kept inspiration alive. And it also allows for more empathy. I think um, this show ultimately aims at humanizing these stories and humanizing our experiences. We're not just one thing. We're not just undocumented. We're not branded by our status. We're not branded by the color of our skin and, and just fit into a box. So it's about humanizing the issues, the people, and allowing others who might not agree or have the same experience to, like, understand each other a little better you know right. that's the thing what people are attracted to the show yeah yeah no ivan this is great i mean i definitely think that you guys are doing something great you know what you know connects here people um i had other friends that they don't watch the news anymore they watch trevor noah a right. lady show they right, watch right. samantha b i mean those guys are telling us the news in the funny way and we love that we prefer that probably right. <laughs> 
Um, we asked one of our listeners to tell us uh, or if they can prepare any questions for you guys. And our friend Pedro, actually, he wrote in a, a question for us. And we want to we wanna see if you guys can, can tell us a little bit more. It has to do with Benny. And he says, Benny has a curly Afro hair. Is there any revelation uh-huh. that he will connect it with an Afro-Latino identity? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd be super... Uh interested in discovering that for the actual actor i mean um benny is uh his name is uh santiago right and he's from arizona he's mexicano oh wow yeah. and i'm not sure he's tapped into that history but yeah, probably probably it's a, a, <laughs> a great movie that came out i'm forgetting the name that was all about the this area in mexico that was all afro folks yeah yeah um, yeah 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 Actually, so there's a history, but, you know, as you know, a lot of people either don't recognize it or don't know it. Yeah. Um, and the character is supposed to be Salvadoreño. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't have a, a storyline set up for that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, the African descendants are all the way from Canada to like Patagonia and Argentina. So uh, we were everywhere. Uh-huh. So definitely, definitely some <laughs> connections. And our audience is actually going already into the to the TV show, um, to the YouTube show, actually, because it's on YouTube. And they are look at that. They are actually watching. So they're interesting questions on that. Um, you have on your website the ways that people can get involved. Uh, I don't know if you want us to like share one specific task that you wanted to um, ask our audience to to help grow this movement that you guys are creating, the North Pole? Uh, um, yeah, there's resources on the website, the Um the, We are a very odd, creative uh, endeavor or a show because we're executive produced by a nonprofit. And this nonprofit is called Movement Generation. Okay. They're great because they, they create this kind of language and work around the intersection of climate justice and social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, they are, provide us the kind of feedback and collaboration to make this show relatable to the real world, you know, and actually useful for organizations. Okay. Um, so connecting with them, I think, is super useful. You can check out their website. Um, for me as an artist, uh, my goal more than anything is to, for example, this season two is a lot about looking inward. Mm-hmm. And if you follow the path of these four main characters, each one of them is, is going through a journey, through an arc, to challenge, facing a challenge that they're, they're facing, right? So, for example, Marcus um, is facing health issues and that come from his daily life choices in terms of diet, in terms of his connection to the earth around him. And he needs to realize that these things are detrimental to his health and how your job and the choices you make have, you know, have a... A result and have a, a potentially good or bad outcome in your life. Right. Uh, Nina is trying to be a leader and have a voice and lead people, but she has a pretty toxic and kind of funny relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. And so, it's how do we how do we best use these tools that we have to become leaders? And sometimes being a leader is definitely about listening to those around you. Right. Then, right. uh, then the, the white guy in the show has to look at his family and look at his lineage and, and confront his privilege and talk to his family. And I think that's super important for good meaning white people to do is to have these hard conversations about race, mm-hmm. about class, about privilege with their people, with their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, Benny, Benny 
has to, it's a difficult one, but has to confront fear and, you know, speak his truth and find collaboration with those around him and kind of also become a, unafraid to be who he is and to kind of fight his sort of situation. So I think for me, as an artist, that's what I invite people to do is to mm-hmm. feel and look inward and how can we contribute um, and also work on ourselves to be better participants in this society. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the show is important also to say that although it's speaking on on English and is touching a Latino community, uh, ¿qué pasó con el español? ¿Viene alguna temporada en español quizás? <laughs> Me encantaría. Tiene episodios que tienen bastante español y en términos también de la música. Mm-hmm. Eh, oh, hicimos yes. un cambio grande de la primera temporada, mm-hmm. eh, que era la mayoría de la hip hop y música en inglés. Uh-huh. Eh, teníamos funk y todo eso y en la segunda temporada hay bastante música en español qué bueno yeah. ese era un reflejo de ese cambio uh-huh. tengo música ahí de un grupo raíz que era como familia mía de los 70 o sea tíos así wow. entonces hay cumbia hay un poquito de todo Oh yeah. All right. We're gonna we're gonna get connected and we're definitely gonna talk about every episode that you guys are gonna be streaming. I can right. see on the uh website that you guys have a national screenings and I can see that you guys are gonna be in our neighbor town, UC Davis, actually in Davis Town, and that's gonna happen yeah. October twenty fourth. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um you know, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't handle the logistics or okay. every screening, but we are doing we are doing a tour of college screenings. Okay. And yeah, some yeah. of them I go to, some of them some of the uh, actors go to. Okay. I'm not sure which one I'm going to yet. Okay. Well, we hope to meet <laughs> you there. Cool. Probably, yeah. yeah. October 24th. So we're gonna be we're gonna be advertising that for for you, Ivan, because cool. we are cheering. You know, if we get united, we can be a very strong voice out there. And as you say, absolutely. like we need to talk about these topics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is this is amazing. I mean, the North Pole is coming. Uh, I I bet you're you're planning. You're busy with many many other projects. I don't know if you want to share with us what else you're doing right now besides directing the North Pole. Sure. Uh, actually, right now I've been writing. Uh, I'm rewriting a screenplay for a feature film I've been working on. It's called American Babylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's similar to the North Pole in that it takes place in Oakland, and you know it's a very diverse world, but mm-hmm. it's much more of a drama that builds up to like a heist and it takes place in the summer of 2001 a few months before 9-11 so that's really my my project right now right now well keeping busy keeping busy Ivan stay ocupado Yeah, well, thank you very much. I know you have an amazing website. I'm just checking in there. You have amazing things going on, like for mi gente, like immigrant rights. You have also on Wildfire, California. Um, yeah, you have a lot of go- a lot of things going on, on your website. So we're going to share that website. If I'm not mistaken, the NorthPoleShow.com, right? Yeah. All right. Well, and also people can reach you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not very connected. I'm on Instagram, uh, iscracine.com. O sea, no, iscracine. <laughs> iscracine is my uh, Instagram. All right. 
All right. Well, Ivan, we're going to make sure we're going to share with that with our audience too and making sure they are connecting with you. Well, thank you very much for your time. I know you're super busy, a lot of things going on, so we're not going to take much of your time. But once again, we're going to be talking about this and I hope to have you some other time in our show and continue talking about this amazing production that you're doing, the Norpole. Thank you again. Anytime. Gracias. Just playing, it's um, by Mr. Hombre, <laughs> Polache Anilo Espinal, Somos Migrantes. Uh, there is on YouTube, it's an official video. Um, just search for Mr. Hombre or Polache, Mr. Hombre, Mr. Hombre and Polache Anilo Espinal. So I think the song is also dedicated to the people of Honduras. Yeah, los hondureños. Well, very strong, very strong connection that we can make uh, when he talks about immigration and when he talks about living overseas in a place that uh, all suddenly become your home and the place that you only know. So, all right. So I hope this program was something that you like it. Uh, remember, you can go to check it out. My friend, the North Pole, you can check it out. Uh, the North Pole, you can check it out, the, the show. It's funny, it's entertaining, and it's talking about immigration. I don't want to leave the show without saying thank you. Muchas gracias a mis Patreon supporters. Oh, my God. My Patreon supporters are amazing. Without you guys, I don't think so if we would have continued with the show. So thank you so much, Terry, Terry Boy. Thank you so much. Paola Loaiza, Sean, Sharon, Sarah, Sisa, Edson Perez, Ron, 
Alvaro Justiniano. Thank you guys so much for your support. Three or five dollars is something we need for um, the existence of this show. So if that's something you may want to do and support this program and help us out to bring topics like this, please go to patreon.com, patreon.com slash afrosaya and consider making your support, your contribution. We have awesome people supporting us from all over the world. So thank you so much. Once again, muchas gracias. Next week, we're going to have another show. I'm going to be talking to my friend Ricardo Sainz. We talk about being Mexican and being Chicano, what it means for that. So stay tuned. We have more coming. Uh, we're going to be going back again with the Afro-Latino identity. Uh, but it's important to talk and open about everything. Uh, don't rem remember, don't remember, <laughs> remember to... To register to vote, there's coming a lot of elections, uh, either here in Bolivia or United States, so register to vote. Um, also, don't forget to go to the um, the North Pole website so you can find uh, what the show is going on. All right, my dog is just getting ready for something, so he needs my attention, so I gotta go. All right, Dante. My dog's called is Dante. Dante, like the coco. Dante, just like that. Dante. <laughs> All right, mi gente. Que tengas un lindo día. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you soon. Chao, chao. Historia. Afro Conocí.